Why does that sound familiar? It's actually not super surprising because Astaroth is traditionally a demon, so like both games probably just use the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the Dukes of Hell. Yep. Okay, yes. Soul Calibur, of course. I just did a random image search for Astaroth, which that's you get some results there. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 93 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salbato, and today we're talking about a topic near and dear to many of our hearts. Well, it's two topics technically, but uh, we're talking about Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts, because if you follow RPGs, I would think you don't have to follow RPGs very closely to know about the Kickstarter right now by the creators of both games for Arm Fantasia and Penny Blood. So... To celebrate these upcoming games, we really wanted to go and spend some time with the music of the original games that these people worked on. So while I am hosting, for the for once, I'm actually not bringing on any music today because we had so many people who wanted to do this topic. I'm basically just here to facilitate everyone else. Um, so we have, along with me, there's four panelists today. So Hilary Andreff is here. Hello. As is Audra Bowling. Hiya. Uh, Wes Eiliff. Hello there. And Tyler Trosper. Hello. Hello. And this is your first time on the show, Tyler, so I'm really happy to have you. Yes, thanks for having me. I mean, it, it really didn't take a lot. Like, we're I, I told everyone, it's like, hey, we're going to do some Shadow Hearts music. And all of you were like, yes, yes please. Shadow Hearts. Um, and Wild Arms. And Wild Arms. Both. Both. Yes, we definitely have fans of both. But boy, I mean, the, the Shadow Hearts fans on staff are intense in their love for Shadow Hearts. It's true. <laughs> um, all of you. It's really yeah, cool. No <laughs> yeah, um, But, you know, like they're connecting the Kickstarter, we wanted to connect the games here. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So the idea is the show is half Wild Arms and half Shadow Hearts. Um, as it turned out, it is half Wild Arms and half Shadow Hearts Covenant specifically, but that's okay. <laughs> sort of, sort of. We Well, yes, that's true. Some songs uh, branch multiple games. Yeah. And we did have an epi- uh, a song from Shadow Hearts, the third Shadow Hearts game recently, so mm-hmm. that's fair. We can we can hone in on Covenant today. Shadow Hearts one will have its day. Shadow Hearts, yeah, I'll look it up later. Uh, we've had a couple songs on in the past, so although we are missing out on some great song names, uh, but that's okay. We'll get them. Oh, that's true. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there are some really fascinating <laughs> song titles in the first Shadow Hearts. All right, so our first block here is actually going to be vaguely intro music or intro and promotional music as it turns out advertise two <laughs> advertise two <laughs> um so our first block is wes and tyler uh what are we starting off with wes we are starting uh very appropriately with the intro track to wild arms one called into the wilderness which has somehow stunningly never been on rhythm encounter so i'm shocked yeah. myself i know it's perfect um, and then Tyler, you have a song after that. What do we have? Yes, it is Ikaro again, advertised to uh, by Yoshitaka Hirota from Shadow Hearts Covenant. All right, let's go listen to Into the Wilderness and Ikaro again, advertised to.
So Into the Wilderness is an interesting song because, I mean, first off, it's the first song that you're going to hear in Wild Arms, so it kind of sets the the tone for the entire game. But for a lot of people, this was even the first anime opening that they'd ever seen to to anything, games or otherwise, since this was one of the the earliest RPGs released um, on, on the PlayStation. This was the first time a lot of people had seen this kind of thing preceding their game, and I think that honestly ties into why... Wild Arms stuck so so closely in the memories of so many people who played it at the time of its release. Um, but even with that aside, the the music f- uh, played during this intro is just absolutely breathtaking. It's it soars high, it swings low, it uh, it introduces whistling to the soundtrack, which is basically a staple of the Wild Arms series altogether, and it it manages to to kind of give you the arc of the game almost in in song form the the big triumphant highs the the kind of nighttime sounding lows uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous song i don't think anyone listens to this song and isn't just struck by it and doesn't just want to listen to it every time they fire up the game very true like a chunk of my notes was actually about how i mean i've i've been imitating that whistling on road trips and car rides for years and it was the very first track that i picked when i was making kind of like a traveling playlist for the first time um beating out a lot of vocal tracks and like other well-known even non-game music it just it captures that sense of exploration so well and it actually kind of nicely ties into one of the the kickstarter goals for arm fantasia where they added more (laughs) whistling into the sound (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a fabulous goal maybe the best stretch goal i've ever seen (laughs) more whistling wow i didn't even see that one i was looking at the stretch goals today i must have scrolled right past that that's fantastic (laughs) and i guess while we're talking about whistling it's important to note just how important that is like in a lot of kind of western sounding soundtracks to staples so it's 
It's a good choice. Strip down acoustic guitar and the whistling. That's that's what you need. Exactly. It's just very iconic of the series and westerns in general. You definitely know what you're getting into when you hear that song, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my experience with Wild Arms is a little limited, but with without even playing the game, you you immediately know what it's about without even having any experience. Given that the Western is not a genre that's often represented in RPGs, it hits even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still really isn't. It, it's more so now, like, there's some games that have come out just even in the last few years, like, some Western games, like, in different versions, like, styles of RPG mm-hmm. and turn-based strategic stuff, but still, like, JRPGs, there's, there's still not a whole lot of them. Like, I feel like Wild Arms kind of, like decided like this is this is what we're gonna do like they set established this market and, like they're really the only ones that really <laughs> this, did is our, it. this is our place yeah the in JRPGs. Put down. yes yeah because most of the other like western type games that sort of fit that i can think of are either things like west of loathing or things like weird wests things like that that have come out more recently and are a little bit more like hard west yeah so so there are some now, uh, and of course the, there's things like Red Dead Redemption, but still not much else that I can think of off the top of my head in like JRPGs specifically. No, it has a niche. Pretty much this and Live Alive, and that's it. And Live Alive is <laughs> just an eighth or less of the game. Yeah, that's true. It's a smaller section. Yeah. Oh. I do appreciate not that this is like anyone who's looked at the Kickstarter like doesn't know this, but I do appreciate that this song title made it into the subtitle of Arm Fantasia, so that's a nice nod as well. Oh yeah, worth bringing up. Not that anything about that game is is not a nod to Wild Arms, but you know, right. <laughs> it was just one more thing. Yeah. It's nice to know they're acknowledging the power of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will my last comment here is that if if you haven't checked out the Kickstarter, the they do have a sample mm-hmm. of the intro track, which I am guessing is unfinished, even though it sounds amazing. Um, and it definitely has some echoes of this song. So I'm really, I definitely recommend lis- listening to that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it fits well with it, but it doesn't feel like they're trying to imitate. Right. I think it's really good. All right. And now we shift gears dramatically over to Shadow Hearts. Uh, yes. For Tyler's song. Uh, yes. Um, so yeah, I pet- picked uh, Ikaro again, Advertise 2. It plays <clears throat> right uh, as the game boots up and it's it's pretty I mean the game is a sequel but the song is a sequel to Ikaro from the first game mm-hmm. and it just the way it starts off kind of soft and then just like just like punches you in the face a little bit it just like sets the tone of how this is going to be so different from the first game but uh, it's 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 great the, the, the vocals are great um, I know kind of similar to Penny Blood I know they had a uh, a stretch goal of getting more chanting in the game, but uh, <laughs> oh yes, so so that was cool. But yeah, I I absolutely love this game or this song at the beginning. I thought about putting the other Ikaro on here too, but I oh, there's so too many good songs. Oh my gosh, that that I really like those mirrored goals. Our Pentage has its whistling, <laughs> Pennymod has its chanting. I mean, that's true. These like two series and their soundtracks too, because. Mm-hmm. Shadowheart series is known for its dark atmosphere, and that involves a lot of really neat kind of like atonal vocals and singing, and that's true in every single one of the games. And used mm-hmm. really effectively in this song. I'm I'm imp- oh, yeah. I'm always really impressed listening to this track specifically at how the vocals are kind of part of that soft atmosphere, 
mm-hmm. at the beginning and then they just they shift you know they get harder and as the song goes harder and more harsh i think is the word i'm looking for and then kind of like fade out as the song resolves into almost mm-hmm. a march at the end which mm-hmm. is like i don't know i can't say enough good things about the song it 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 has kind of so many different points like the soft start and then it just there's like this string solo that is just really fast and really cool and it gets going and in the kind of trailer thing like the beginning cinematic there's battles Mm. and and explosions and like all this stuff happening and then it just cuts and it resolves into this just like really determined march when the melody kicks back in Mm -hmm. and if you know that from the first game it's like it's a really awesome moment where you're like, yes, okay, I'm ready to come back with these characters. I'm ready to play this game. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, if there's one thing you can say about Shadow Hearts as a series is once the strings come out, you know things are going to get good. Yep. <laughs> That's true. My exposure to Shadow Hearts is very limited, but I kind of fell in love with the song when I was listening to it. It's oh, just yay. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And now I hope they get more chanting. <laughs> they did. They did. They, they did. They, they just did. cleared that one. Cleared yes. that one. Oh, More chanting. <laughs> they cleared the cacophony of chanting stretch goal. But that's. I mean, I always say that's kind of a mark of success with with a game track. If someone who hasn't played the game can hear it mm-hmm. and get excited about it, so yeah, yay! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It was a. It's a very good song. I love the slow start, the softer start, and then it just picks up and yeah, and the chanting. It's just good. <laughs> it makes you intrigued into what the game is about, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is part of its probably goal. Yeah, I'd say. Yep, I'd say that's part of the advertised part. It hooks you. It really does. Well, because mm-hmm. it's it's the intro, but it's also it was also used in the trailer. You said right. Well, it's it's like kind of the like trailer cinematic at the beginning of the oh, game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get little bits and pieces and kind of see all the characters and some of the action. Right. All right. Well, now that we've we've done our intros, we are going to get into the actual games a little bit. And what's an RPG without battles? So let's go. Uh, next up, we're going to dig into some battle themes here. So first, we have your first pick today, Audra. So what do you have? I have the Wild Arms 5 version of Battle Knight Blazer. All right. And well, I guess we're front loading Tyler here. So here's your second song already, Tyler. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, chose uh, Astroth Fallen Angel Battle Theme by Yasunori Mitsuda from Shadow Hearts 2. Awesome. All right. Let's go listen to Battle Night Blazer and Astroth Fallen Angel Battle.
Battle Knight Blazer is actually originally a um, Wild Arms 2 song. It gets kind of snuck into Wild Arms 5 as um, the main character Dean can have an outfit change. I believe it's part of DLC, but I'm not quite sure if it's DLC or just an optional outfit he has. Where he dresses as the Blazer character from Wild Arms 2, which was a form of Ashley, the main character from that. Beautiful story there. (laughs) And um, so Battle Knight Blazer is actually the character boss battle theme for that, for Blazer. And they, you only hear it if Dean is equipped with that outfit. So I thought it was a pretty nice little touch. And I, I love Wild Arms too. And I kind of, I have some mixed feelings on Wild Arms 5, but I actually really like the music for it. And I thought they did a good job arranging Michiko Norike's original version here. They made it a bit more techno-y inspired, which makes sense sort of because Wild Arms 5 has a bit more of a sci-fi edge to it. I was gonna ask. Later. Yeah, and I just I really ended up liking it, this version of the song. So I figured I'd do it. Show love to both games. Nice. I, I was definitely picturing kind of slightly techno frontier. And I was kind of wondering, because like the way the melody is constructed, it, it really did strike me as sort of a, a character song. And I yeah. did actually find myself wondering like, wait, okay. Is this like a case? This doesn't seem like a straight up theme for someone you were fighting. I'm wondering, is this a theme for like someone who's come back to the party? Or so I almost almost got the cue from the music that it was uh, <laughs> more for someone in the party than an enemy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, Ashley transforms into a blazer form, and this is oh. the song that plays when he does that. Neat. Well, arms too. So all right, I guess they get even more kudos for kind of musically conveying that yeah <laughs> to be the Solosi in the room this is where uh they put a little bit of tokusatsu into their western game just for the fun of it <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it gave me a like a fun like almost like 90s anime vibe something yeah yeah it's a pretty neat track i thought track from that thought, i thought from that angle so do you have to wait until like nearly the end of the game for that transformation to happen or like when do you get the equipment i'm curious what point in the game well ashley he transforms into Blazer for plot reasons, I think, by the end of the first disc in Wild Arms 2. Uh, okay. There's some story stuff there. I think Dean, I don't know when exactly you get the DLC outfit for him that lets you play hear this version of the song in Wild Arms 5. It, it's almost like a bonus then, because it sims like it's mm-hmm. optional and yeah. maybe a lot of people don't even know it's Yeah, there. it's kind of a, I think it's even a hidden track on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. That makes this extra special and fun. It's just a catchy song, basically. <laughs> I was actually Im- Im- impressed at kind of the pace of it and like the the fast sort of bass that doesn't stop very much, like goes throughout the whole track. Yeah, there's like a constant rhythm to it that's very, a tempo that's really neat. Musically, that's a big thing in Wild Arms 5, where so many of the, the soundtrack songs, especially the, the battle themes are really poppy they go quick mm-hmm. which is i guess what you'd expect in in some ways but i don't know i thought like the instrumentation for usually that's kind of done with like bass or percussion or guitar or, like something building that up and it seemed like they kind of constructed and like made the instrumentation a little bit different and like you said made a little more techno which kind of serves the same function which was neat yeah it's an interesting i think they really tried 
to make it a variation so it it pays homage to the original song but then it's very much kind of in fitting with the wild arms five more poppy pop sound (laughs) well that was a good good pick not a not an expected one really so i i enjoyed listening to it as well thank you yeah thank you a little bit less spaghetti western but still really really good (laughs) yeah yeah you know what else is less spaghetti western Shadow Hearts. Astaroth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, am I wrong or it isn't Ast- is Astaroth also like a Soul Calibur character or is it? I swear um, there's a fighting game. Oh, Ooh, that sounds familiar. What is his uh, name? Yeah, it sure is. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Astaroth like, is the big axe boy. I just oh, thought about it right yeah. now. I'm like, why does that oh, sound yeah. familiar? It's actually not super surprising because Astaroth is traditionally a demon, so like both games probably just use the name. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. One of the Dukes of Hell. Yeah. Okay, yes. Soul Calibur, of course. I just did a random image search for Astaroth, which that's, you get some results there. <laughs> um, yep. All right, anyway, yeah. So, yes. Tyler, <laughs> Astaroth, not the Soul yeah. Calibur one. Not the Soul Calibur one. Not yeah, the Astro- Big X. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not the Big X boy. Um, um, so yeah, Astaroth is a boss theme from Shadow Arts 2 against an enemy known as Astaroth. Um, I just really like this track because it's, a- again, another track with chanting in it. Um, but um, I just... I would remember just doing this boss fight and just... just putting my controller down and just listening along to the song because it's got really good chanting with it and it's just really builds the hype and the importance of the battle itself so i i I just really really love that track yeah this is the type of boss that you know you're gonna fight more than once uh in the game and what i think is so um unique and impressive about this song is that it's it does hype you up. It's very very effective battle music, but unlike a lot of you know what we'll hear from Wild Arms battle music, it's slower. It's a little bit more mm. subdued. It's more mm. industrial. Um, oh, there's yeah. like a fade out in the middle that's very quiet with like some chimes and sustained notes. That's more creepy than anything mm-hmm. else, but but that's still like amazingly effective in and out of the context of the game. I feel you're you're still kind of like on edge. You're like, all right, I'm gonna do this. It's time to fight. There's creepy stuff happening. It has like almost a supernatural mm-hmm. feel to it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like you're being dragged into something. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> that's my impression, but it's a really good song. That's that's also a big thing with Shadow Hearts is they want you to feel uneasy as often as mm. possible. <laughs> um, it it kind of ties in with that whole san- sanity mechanic. When you're fighting oh. these things, they are not okay to look at <laughs> no oh gosh okay yes let's let's take a minute and talk about uh shadow the shadow heart series is famous for some weird and disturbing enemy designs all the way back oh to kadelka yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh astaroth is so he's pretty creepy um and and yeah there is a built-in mechanic and actually if i'm remembering at least when i played covenant mm-hmm. like that was specifically a difficult part about this fight like Astaroth kind of really uh, diminished your sanity, so a lot of your characters would go berserk because that's that's usually what happens. They have uh-huh. a certain countdown, and like after a certain amount of time, they'll just go berserk, and you can't really control them anymore. Um, oh. And that that also means you get a different version of this song. Yes, um, I like this version, but I also have to share that the the berserk version of this song is called 
crack your mind, the fallen angel runs wild, which is a great name. <laughs> that is pretty good. That's, that's awesome. She did not lie when she said Shadow Hearts is filled with amazing song names. Yes. It's true. No. It's pretty wild. But, oh, jeez. Yeah, this, this, uh, this song brings back a lot of memories for me. Like, I remember everyone just flailing and being berserk the first time I tried this battle and there's something I really want to say about the like what happens when the wolf character goes berserk um but I don't know we can cut this if we want to but it was just it was a disaster like people were attacking each other Blanca was like running up and you know lifting his leg peeing on the enemy and like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he does that (laughs) meanwhile like this you know creepy chanting was playing like right before all that happened (laughs) So I had no idea, no idea any of that was going to occur. Wow. <laughs> I do think it's interesting. Um, this is the one Shadow Hearts song we have today by Mitsuda. Yes. And I like that you were commenting on how it's ha- has this like subdued, creepy moments and it still works for a battle because I feel, not that we're here to talk about other games today, but I think Mitsuda is, excels at doing that. I mean, there's stuff in... Certain songs in Chrono Cross, um, Xenosaga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think Xenogears, but I'm blanking on exactly which one uh, in terms of battles. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he was a good choice for this because he's just so good at that exact scenario. And this may be a little bit tangential, but this song uh, got a really cool arranged version um, in the Shadow Hearts and Shadow Hearts 2 Arrange album, Near Death Experience. Which also, you know, if there weren't other red flags that Shadow Hearts is supposed to be kind of like creepy horror elements, uh, there you go. Near-death experience. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. You, Hillary loves near-death experience. I do. Um, I'm a little surprised you didn't pick something from it. It's, yeah. it's a really interesting arrangement album. It is. Maybe I should have. But I'll just plug it for now. Yeah. I will have to check that version out because I don't, I don't know if I've listen to anything from that arranged album yeah it's good and it's about equal like shadow hearts and shadow hearts too so nice neat all right now speaking of spaghetti westerns i'm actually serious this time um we have another wild arm song this time from hillary ah uh, yes okay so i had to bring this one on um my pick is lone bird in the shire from wild arms also rudy's theme yes also rudy's theme yes all right, and Wes, we have your second song here. Dipped into a little bit of Shadow Hearts with this one, with the Fate Cluster Amaryllis or Spider Lily, depending on who you ask. <laughs> same name of, or two names for the same flower. Oh man! Nice. All right, so let's go listen to Lone Bird in the Shire and the Fate Cluster Amaryllis or Spider Lily.
Right, so Lone Bird in the Shire or Rudy's theme. First off, uh, I need to take a minute and shout out one of our listeners who is a big fan of kind of Western like RPG music and has been asking about, well, for us to discuss spaghetti westerns and their influence on RPG themes. This is a direct example of that. Um, Lone Bird in the Shire is kind of a a little bit more of like a driving, bouncy version of The Ecstasy of Gold from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, the original slower and a little bit more grand, while well, this one is more suited to exploring. You know, it's been tailored to be kind of like a, a world map kind of song. So it's the instrumentation is a little bit different, faster pace, all that sort of thing. But it, it fits amazingly well. So hope you're happy with this choice. I think we're a little bit on the same wavelength since I picked that West of Loathing song and you seem to like that. So thank you, Muhammad, <laughs> for being uh, an attentive listener. We always appreciate getting your feedback. I think this might be one of the best matches between overworld theme and game that you could yeah. possibly get. Yeah. <laughs> it, it so perfectly puts that, that kind of adventurous driving uh, Wild West concept where, you know, you're, you're continuing to expand and explore and find new things. Um, and taking that from a theme that is very much like a grandiose last stand kind of a theme and turning that into a driving world map uh, song is pretty impressive. It is. It is. It, it, it is kind of like a, uh, a mood shift from the original. Definitely. And it's, I think it's executed extremely, extremely well. I just love it. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, it definitely works really well to, as a world map song in general, just just the scale of it and i can't get over how how well it pairs with other things like into the wilderness like mm-hmm. i think it's one thing to be able to take an inspiration you know from a spaghetti western and just put it in a different emotional context and make it into a really good world map song but on top of that it fits extremely 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 well in with other wild arms music with the intro music and it just it integrates really well into the soundtrack which i think is even more impressive. It's like a companion piece to a lot of them. Yeah. Maybe one of the most cohesive soundtracks. It just all interlocks works together so perfectly. Yeah. It matches the tone that they were going for. It kind of elevates it. it it's been a while since we did our world map 
episode. I actually forgot which number that was offhand, but uh, yeah. I don't think this this was not on it. Okay. Unless that was when I brought the Alter Code version on, but it's definitely one of my favorite world map themes because there there's only there's a lot of good ones out there, but you know, there's certain ones that, like, when you get to the world map for the first time, that when it starts playing, it just it really, really brings you into the setting. And, like, this is one of the best ones that I've experienced mm -hmm. myself for that. Right. And it's just a, such an amazing intersection of, like, JRPGs have a sort of, they're meant to evoke, you know, certain ideas of, like, going out on a journey, questing, doing important things, you know. And I, I think this is just, like, a really good intersection between those kind of concepts in RPGs and those kind of concepts in like Western soundtracks and how they meet and just kind of build off each other to just create this like really memorable world map theme that probably would be like close to a top pick if you asked someone who follows RPGs really closely about good world map themes. Okay. I didn't have it all, like, you know, in my back pocket because I wasn't expecting to say exactly that, but we'll, we will put a note in the show notes for this, but episode 38 of Rhythm Encounter was world maps. Mm. Um, there was no wild arms on there. However, there's some great world map themes, so that was a fun episode. Nice. So just just pointing that yeah. out. Uh, at some point, we plan on doing another one, and since that was episode 38 and we're Ooh. recording episode 93 today, I think enough time has passed and we could do another world maps episode. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that that's something we'll be doing in the future. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Please continue. Hmm. Pray forgive the interruption. No, that's not an interruption. I mean, I'm trying to think just beyond, you know, all the connections and all the neat things about it and the fact that I'm usually the one that's tying RPG music to stuff outside RPGs. And that's kind of the niche I'm usually in. Like, other than that, I also pick the song just because it's so fun to listen to. I don't know. The instrumentation is great. It instantly puts me in a better mood. So I wanted to share that mm -hmm. with everyone too. Yeah. I know we were between, we were listening to that and the remake version. I like both. I, I think there's, there's something about the instrumentation for the original that gives it a bit of an edge or some, there's something to it that I think might work a little better, but I mean, both versions are definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me and I have that kind of nostalgia for like this era game and that fits in with kind of like the mood that the song's trying to convey. Maybe that's part of it, but... It might be. I mean, I know... Just those great, maybe slightly synthy instruments. Yeah. Mm. I know a long time ago I brought a version, I don't know if it was the intro or something for uh, from Alter Code F, and I know at the time that some other people on the show weren't as fond of the remake versus the original as I was. So it's, it's definitely like, you know, I, I would just recommend listening to both versions because they did different things, but it's not, I don't know. Yeah. They're both worth listening to. I've listened to both soundtracks and I really enjoyed them. Both versions are worth a listen. Mm -hmm. All right. Are you ready to talk about your flower, Wes? I am always ready. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, this is just going to get cut. Let's just uh, <laughs> all be aware of that. You said it was the name of a flower. It is. Okay. Um, the the red spider lily or the cluster amaryllis. Uh, uh, I believe it's a poisonous flower, um, which kind of fits really yep. well. Um, oh yeah. You. I mean, you, you know, it's a good day on Rhythm Encounter when you get to bring your favorite song 
from any video game ever onto the program. Like that's pretty awesome. Um, But this is maybe one of the most emotionally charged songs I've ever heard in a video game, especially in context of what's happening. I I don't want to give this away because I want people to, to listen to this music and understand like all of these songs from shadow hearts covenant should inform you that you need to go play this game to mention the ridiculous amount of hype we've all shown. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's true. But this is one of the most like heartbreaking moments while still being this big grand kind of, climax to the game um and the song really drives both parts home you know it's much like a lot of these shadow heart songs they've got movements as as you know the scene shifts from low to high the song shifts from low to high um this is meant to fit perfectly with a a voiced fmv cutscene, um and it nails it uh this is one of the first times a video game ever made me cry um was was watching this cutscene, and i still get a little teary-eyed listening to this song Yes, this this song is the payoff, um, part of the payoff for more than one game's worth of characters struggling and clashing, and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's such an amazing song. I I I wanted to choose this song too, but Wes beat me to it because it's just like quick on the draw. (laughs) Yes, you were. (laughs) And that's saying something else because it was it was definitely like in my short list as well. And I mean, it's incredible, just the drastic shift that happened in the song. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk about movements. Like, what did I call them? When I was listening to this earlier, I think I called them outbursts. Like, this song (laughs) has outbursts. It really does. It goes from, like, 0 to 11 multiple times, like twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's it's amazing how effectively it, it, it does it. And if you if you've seen the cutscene, like, it's really easy to kind of picture and be drawn into the, those moments just listening to the song, which is another Gosh. testament to how good the song is. Right? Yeah. Back in the day, I would um, before I had like decent internet. I remember my brother and I would just because uh, that that game had a cutscene viewer, and I would just replay that that scene over oh. and over again <laughs> just to listen to that song. It's so good. It's one that that can be kind of hard to talk about because the context of it is Mm. like the height of spoilers, but you can just listen to it and understand. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's still very, it's still interesting to listen to without the context. And I think it's, it's very evocative too. So like, if you don't have context from the game, you're probably imagining something, you know, some sort of like scene or action. Um, One other thing I want to mention hopefully I'm not shifting topic too quickly, is just, there's just kind of, once again, like, you have sort of chanting, but used differently than we've heard earlier in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's part of one of the most important outbursts in the song, but also, like, it's part of the soft section, too. So you have the chanting, and, I mean, the the mix of that with some kind of, like, I don't want to say cheesy kind of, like, keyboard Celestia at the beginning to keep it really soft. Just the mix of that with this precise like way they use the strings. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. not really conventional instrumentation that they use. And I actually, I think that works in the song's favor a lot. It really gives it that power. You pay attention. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it, I think it makes the shifts like even a little bit more surprising. Sort of like, where, where did this like string riff come from? It's a very powerful song I think I mean 
I don't have the context for it, but I definitely, you feel stuff when you listen to it. I think it brings about a lot of emotion. And it makes you very curious again about just what's going on. I appreciate the rest of you for not spoiling a game as old as this for those of us who haven't <laughs> played it. it. It's a tricky thing, you know? Like, I know some people... Some people do and don't care about spoilers uh, so much. And especially it's like, well, you know, at a certain point after when a game is a certain age, like maybe it's OK. But it's also tricky in something like this because it, the games aren't really accessible anymore. So there's probably mm-hmm. people that would want to play them but can't. Yes. So it's <laughs> if the spoiler is as big as you say it is, it's probably best to avoid it mm-hmm. and just continue hoping that uh, one day someone sort work. Maybe. One day they sort out the rights to these games and they can be re-released. We can hope. Yeah. It would Hopefully. be nice. Please, somebody. I can't I can't get over the rock string solo in this song. Like, <laughs> I just can't. It's so good. <laughs> Alright, are we ready for the our last block today? I think so. Alright. I'm ready to make everyone cry with my sadder selection. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um so, but first, first, I don't think Audra's going to make us cry. That'll, that'll just be <laughs> your, your job. This is my job. Okay. So, uh, Audra, what's your second song? <laughs> my second song is Their Name is Schrodinger Family from Wild Arms 3. All right. And Hillary, what is your sad song? I picked the piano arrangement of Alice's theme from Covenant, Shadow Hearts Covenant. Which is also where we get some Shadow Hearts 1 in here, too. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go listen to Their Name is Schrodinger Family and Alice Piano Arrangement.
Okay, well, I adore the Western-inspired music from Wild Arms, but I also, I've always been a huge fan of their character and battle themes in particular. And this is one of my favorite ones. It's um, uh, the friendly rivals in Wild Arms 3. They're called the Schrodinger family. And this is the theme song that plays whenever you get into battles with them. And it's just a really great theme song for uh, some excellent characters that really kind of steal every scene they're in. And I just, I love the energy. That's really great to hear because it's it's rare that kind of like recurring friendly rivals like get a ton of love and are mm-hmm. scene-stealing characters. Uh, Maya and company are awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you trash-talking LeBlanc from Final Fantasy X too? <laughs> She may she may have come to mind, yes. Yes. You can do okay, you can do a friendly rival well and you can do it poorly. Yes. yes. I think Wild Arms 3 did it better, probably. Yeah. And it, this song really gives them a lot of personality. I mean, there's that little mm-hmm. bit of flamenco to it, which kind of matches how um oh shoot, I forget uh their names. Maya Albert. No, I'm blanking on the other two. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm there with you. It's been so long. Maya Albert um, and company. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but it but it does that good job of like being a little bit uh, bouncy and maybe even on the verge of silly while still not completely making them into joke characters. Like there's still yeah. a little bit of no. These are actual characters under this. It's definitely, it's a fun battle theme. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I've never played Wild Arms Three. At least all the way but it is a fun track and I, I like how it kind of has a little trilling near the end that's it's, it's nice I, I also specifically mentioned the trills in, <laughs> yeah. in my notes because like it's a cute little accent but I think it also just works really well with the song and it's interesting this this song has a few distinct kind of it's it's not quite Shadow Hearts level with like the movements but it has a few distinct sections as well but it has this sort of like flowing melody that carries most of the way through it that actually kind of reminded me of like possibly Final Fantasy 9. I don't know if it was the rhythm, the kind of like oh. triplety rhythm. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, yeah. that makes sense, actually. Also a game with some flamenco on the soundtrack. Yes. Oh, yes, it More does. flamenco. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed the, the interplay between the different instruments in this one, too, especially the, the strings and the winds. They kind of like do a little bit of call and response that I think is really cool and like when you have a song that's maybe about a family, that, that is something I really like to hear, kind of some different musical mm-hmm. voices to go along with that. To represent uh, Maya, Albert, and company. And company, yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Maya, Albert, and company could be like be like a, a local like artisan <laughs> soap maker. All right. Yeah, I'd buy their soap. <laughs> yeah, I'd find them on my main street. Yeah. There you go, yeah. <laughs> See them at the farmer's market. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, geez. We didn't go back. We literally went to a farmer's market yesterday. I meant to go back to the soap stand and I forgot. I was oh, well. wondering anyway, why. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. But. <laughs> yes, I was wondering why we were heading for the car. Um. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, whatever. We got some maple syrup, so we're good. We can we can also find fancy soap elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway. See, we're talking about happy things now to like bring everyone up. Oh, he's up. Alfred. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Alfred. Okay. Maya Alfred Albert's and a company. different Wild Arms 3 character. <laughs> okay. 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 Sorry. That still works. No, all good. Just glad we checked. Yeah. All right. Now we're all happy talking about soap and stuff. And now you're going to bring us down. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> yeah, everybody hold their breath. Um, yes. So 
Alice's theme. Yeah, this is meant to be a very serious tearjerker song, um, especially the version I picked because of the point in the series where it is. Um, but I, I picked it for a lot of reasons. One, I wanted to show the range of music that the Shadowheart series is capable of. I mean, this is a very kind of simple, minimalistic piano arrangement. There's no chanting and it's still incredibly emotional and it still works really, really well. So I really like that range. So I wanted to show that off. Um, the impact's undeniable, but also I wanted to spotlight, spotlight Alice because she is a character that is near and dear to my heart. I, I liked her from like the moment she shows up in Shadow Hearts and she like tolerates Yuri's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> She's just very kind and tolerant and helpful to everyone in it. I don't know. And she uses a book as a weapon, which is cool. Yes. Oh, that is cool. She fights with tomes. <laughs> she's cool. she's your healer, but the book is also her weapon, and she will whack some very offensive-looking monsters with it. <laughs> and just one of the best battle animations oh my in God. any game ever. Because she's scared, and and that okay. That's the other reason I really like her as a character. Like she's she's not afraid to show a little bit of fear, a little bit of vulnerability, but she still helps the party, does what she needs to do. I know. Well, I like that because, like, you get those characters a lot in in an RPG. It's like, well, I'm scared. I'm not sure about this, but you don't usually see that in battle. No, she's running yeah. up there with that book, but she's like, oh god, I don't want to get hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, I wish this was a video podcast. So people could have seen what you just did. But... Uh, me imitating that animation. <laughs> yeah. I... Let's find a gif of that and put it in the show notes. <laughs> no, please no. No, not of you, of, of Oh, Alice, of the animation. Alice. Okay, yeah. That's, that's okay. That's better. <laughs> oh my god. I'm such a fan of the trope of the character who's really scared of what's going on, but still shows up anyways. Yep. I love that trope. All the Usops of the world. Yeah. It's a lovely song. Yeah. I mean, And I mean, she just, she gets a really beautiful theme. And I guess you should explain a little bit, like before you get this kind of sad, sparse piano version, it does show up in, in the first game. So that's technically why we have more than one Shadow Hearts game here. And it's different instrumentation. They tone down how evocative it is a little bit, but well, depending on like where in the game you are, but you get to hear some cool variations on this one. And I also kind of want to take a minute to talk about like, can we just talk about the casts in some of the Shadow Hearts games for a second? Because Alice is an exorcist um, and she's fighting with like a spy, um, Yuri, who can fuse into monsters. Um, Jujen, who is kind of like an Eastern mystic. Oh yeah, Hallie, who's like a young British boy, and psychic powers. Hmm? Yeah, with psychic powers. Blanca. Hmm. Isn't Blanca like a? Player? Blanca's in Covenant. Oh, you're just talking about the first game, right? All right. Yeah, I'm talking. Oh, don't forget about Keith, Keith the vampire. Yup, Keith the vamp, the vampire who's basically just like, okay, I'm kind of bored in my castle. This seems like it might be important to help you, so sure. Oh, I'll, I'll come. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a really fun cast. And I like the way she fits into it. And I like how the rest of the cast, like, they never, like, they're never hard on her. They don't really, like, demean her for the fact that she's inexperienced or scared in oh, these battle situations. Good. They're not like, get over it. No. All right, is everyone listening to the song? Is everyone, <laughs> sad? Is everyone sad now? Is everyone just speechless and, like, crying yep just 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 <laughs> crying over here yep oh i'm sorry well this is a very sad song it's very gorgeous though yeah i mean definitely i love the arrangement well somehow 
we're at the end of our episode then. Wow, what a journey. I know. That oh, went by geez. fast. It did. It's because we're having fun. Yeah. When you're truly excited, you talk very quickly. I think that's what it comes <laughs> down to. Yeah, yes, you yeah. talk very quickly. And I think like in this case, it's it's almost hard to say a lot about some of these songs without just gushing about how good they are. It, well, you did. It really is. I mean, yeah, we we gushed. But there could have been more gushing. Yeah. Yes. Well, especially then, if we like try to, it'd be hard to like go into the context of a lot of those songs because then that would be a, a lot more gushing about the games themselves. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, gushing and spoilers. Yeah. Yes. See, I figured that's what you were going to say because that's exactly what I was going to say. That's why I let you do it. Gushing and spoilers. No, I mean, that, that was it. Like on two of these, especially, you guys were like, it's like, well, I don't want to talk about exactly the context or why this is so emotional or sad or whatever. So I, I think you found a good balance without giving anything away. Good. And I mean, I think that's also worth wrapping up into kind of like a more important general point um, about these series is that one thing that I think makes these both of their soundtracks so memorable is that synergy between the music the storytelling, the visuals, all of that coming together to make these so memorable. So that's definitely worth celebrating. And to be excited for what's to come in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that too. Oh my gosh, this is a tangent. You can cut it. But did you hear that uh, Penny Blood's going to have Cthulhu baby racing? Yes. (laughs) I heard that. to hit the stretch goals so badly. (laughs) Oh my god. I love that. Uh, how far is it from that goal? I am today. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, no, no, that's not too far. They've cleared the 87 million yen goal and that's at 92 million. Wait, what so. is this? Okay. Call of baby Cthulhu hint tower of Babel. Huh. I think that's part of the like game thingy with the campaign. Babel. Oh my Babel fish. Really? That's a hitchhiker's guide thing. Yep. Ah. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, hopefully they get it. They have, as of this recording, they have 11 days to go. So um, we'll see. So for people slightly less familiar with the Shadow Hearts series, because it might be the less well-known of the two, um, one really cool thing about it is that it's historical fiction. So a lot of the music, a lot of the like world instruments and things they're bringing in, they're kind of referencing like like real cultures and real places. Um, and so it's... It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the kind of like Lovecraftian style story and that particular kind of piece of history and, you know, literary history. Yeah. Because that's something they haven't really covered. Like they tried to cover some kind of a little bit of American history, some Asian history, definitely European. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully they hit that goal. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was our episode, bonus tracks aside. So uh, that was fun. Yes. Thank you all for your ec- excellent picks and commentary today. And thanks for letting me not have to pick songs and just sit here and listen mostly. Um, <laughs> I should do that more often. I definitely want to hear you guys talk more anyway. Which actually might be what's happening in the next episode as well. But in a couple of weeks, we are doing an episode about composer Masafumi Takata. I know usually I, I mention him in as a you know the composer of Danganronpa, but that's not all. There's also uh, there's some Danganronpa, Flower, Sun, and Rain, which Ooh. we're digging deep on this one. Ooh. No, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, some Digimon story. So and even a Working Designs published game here. So there's some interesting picks on that next episode. 
So definitely look forward to that one in a couple weeks. And after that, we're doing an episode on Castlevania because we've somehow never done a Castlevania episode. So I figured we should do one, you know, somewhere around Halloween. So that'll be episode 95. So definitely a lot to look forward to. Uh, We have some other exciting plans later in the year, but those are our next two episodes. I like that we have a series for Halloween rather than just random spooky songs from RPGs. Yeah. Episode title that was basically just woo. Hey, I liked our episode named Ooh, with like 20 O's. Anyway, if you have feedback on this episode or other episodes or topic ideas, or if you just want to send some more stuff to us, Mohammed, uh, you already know, but you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. Uh, we definitely enjoy the feedback and do respond to it when we can. So thank you for that. Um, be sure to check out the episode track list on the site in your show notes, etc. for, well, usually places to buy, uh, which is not really applicable to a lot of these. Although somehow you can still buy the Shadow Hearts 2 soundtrack. Um, I don't know how available the Wild Arms things are, but Shadow Hearts 2 you can still pick up. So you can look at that. Um, if you want to contact me personally, the best way is email. So you can reach me at mike at rpgfan.com. If people want to reach out to you, Hillary, what's the best way? Uh, the best way is Discord, and I'm EP Fire there. Okay. And Audra? Audra B at rpgfan.com. Yeah, Wes. You can find me on Twitter at Wes Isla. And Tyler? Uh, Twitter at Cosmos Chaos. Nice. See, this is why the episode went so quick today. We're just like rapid firing all these things. It's like, <laughs> yes, here, this is my name. Say hello. Um, (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate if you could review and subscribe and whatever else on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening. Anything you can do to support helps us and we appreciate it. So uh, we're closing today with I usually let one of you guys pick um, the bonus song, especially someone new. uh, So I'm sorry that I stole this from you, Tyler. Uh, normally, it's quite all right. Normally, uh, someone new to the show would get their first choice of the bonus track. However, I thought it was important because we're doing this in, in celebration of this Kickstarter that we closed out with two music samples from Arm Fantasia and Penny Blood. It just seemed like the way to go. Uh, so there's there's several samples on the Kickstarter. So you know, the ones even we're playing here, like you can hear on the Kickstarter. But uh, I picked two that I really love um, the the intro to arm Fantasia is very reminiscent of wild arms and penny blood's uh, battle theme. I forgot the name off the top of my head, but the battle theme that they're showing, even though it's like a prototype version, it sounds incredible. Like I cannot wait to hear the music in these two games. Mm-hmm. And neither of those are where we're playing today, but what we're playing today uh, <laughs> is welcome to hell's kitchen from arms, fin- arms Fantasia. See, I'm mixing it up. Armed Fantasia. Wild Arms Fantasia. Uh, Wait, yes. What? <laughs> Welcome to Hell's Kitchen. Got it in one. Welcome to Hell's Kitchen from Armed Fantasia and Matthew's Matthew Farrell's theme from Penny Blood. Um, all, again, all of the samples, like, please, we, we have a link in the show notes to the Kickstarter. Like, all of the samples they have for both games sound amazing. Um, I thought these were some less obvious choices, and I just, I wanted some variety here. Like, some more upbeat song from arm fantasia and a, a more uh, atmospheric song with matthew's theme so yeah so that's what we're going to close out on hey let's go listen yeah um, i i normally don't let we don't normally don't do commentary on bonus tracks but if you guys did want to say anything on 
the music for the new game is like, uh, you are welcome to. It's awesome. <laughs> there you go. It's awesome. It's. I mean, it, okay. If you were a fan. <laughs> kind of just landed that <laughs> If you're a fan of music from either of these series, you are not going to be disappointed. It's mm-hmm. both, both for Armed Fantasia and Penny Blood. It's more great work from these groups and these amazing composers. Um, and it's, you know, it'll satisfy your itch to listen to more music from the series, but it's not too similar. So, yeah. And I think that's key that it's not, there's some similarities, but they're not trying to recreate it. And, they are still giving each yeah. game its own feeling and mm-hmm. atmosphere. And, and really they have Kickstarter goals for more whistling and more chanting. So what more do you need? <laughs> it's right. It's true. It's true. All right. Now we're actually closing out. So let's close out with welcome to hell's kitchen and, Matthew Farrell's theme. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
That was pretty. That was better than I could do. I wanted to like bug everybody to try and whistle that together, but oh no, going to happen. Oh no, you don't want to hear me whistle. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I know how. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I, I try. <laughs> workshop. <laughs> a whistling whistle workshop. workshop. The RPG fan whistle workshop. You should do a chanting workshop too. <laughs> chanting and whistling at the same <laughs> yes. time. <laughs>